Hi, I'm Gavin Carlson, and this is Out of Bounds, Daily Bruin Sports Podcast. Should Chip Kelly be fired? That is the question on today's episode of Out of Bounds, the official sports podcast of the Daily Bruin. As always, I'm your host, Gavin Carlson, a fourth-year sports staff writer here at the Daily Bruin. And today, it's just a duo. It's a duo that everyone loves, though. The man with the hair, with the takes, the face of the football podcast, senior sports staff writer Jack Nelson, back from Tucson. How are you doing today, buddy? I'm doing great, Gavin. As you mentioned, I am back from the beautiful wonderland that is Tucson, Arizona. And boy, do we got a lot to talk about today. I'm excited to get into it. Yes, I'm very excited as well. I just have to say, I am buzzing, as they would say, um, because my Chelsea, you can see it right here, my Chelsea, big win, um, Saints won as well, I know your Patriots, um, what they, what the Patriots do this week? We don't have to talk about that. <laughs> um, great weekend for me, not so much for uh, one Chip Kelly and UCLA football after a disappointing um, loss at Tucson, Jack was there, like I said, uh, let's just jump right into it, um, a really bad for performance from start to finish, UCLA never led this game trailed the entire way um just to, just what first impressions off of what was a, sh- a shockingly bad performance I think from UCLA yeah uh all around just as you said it was it was a pretty poor performance for UCLA I would say probably their worst game of the season thus far oh yeah um and yeah it was I guess starting from the quarterback position obviously we saw Ethan Garbers make his third consecutive start after replacing Dante Moore uh back against the back in the game against Stanford um, and he was he was okay. It wasn't really anything that exciting. I mean, he didn't really like they were able to move the ball downfield. But the real issue they ran into is with their kicking unit, which was god awful in this game. It has been for the past few games, uh, specifically with R.J. Lopez. They actually had a kicker change going into this game. According to Chip Kelly, there was a kicking competition practice, which led to Blake Lesnar getting the job over R.J. Lopez at least moving forward. Um, so Blake went out there for the first kick in this game, missed it. And then, sure enough, the next kick they attempted later on in the first half, he also missed. Granted, it was tipped by Ephesians Prasok on the Arizona defense. Um, but, yeah, and so Usley was down pretty big at the half. Um, and it just I, at that point in the game, nothing really changed for Usley's offense. It was much of the same. We saw uh, injuries were a big issue down the stretch. It ended up, just, ended up just kind of rolling into a total disaster for this Usley offense. I mean, you had... Ethan get injured on a sack um, early in the fourth quarter, was barely able to get off the field, definitely needed some trainers to help him walk off. Looked like he was, can't remember exactly which foot it was, but he was favoring uh, one leg over the other. Um, we saw Dante Moore come in and had even uh, even less success, really, mm-hmm. comparatively to Ethan. He also apparently was seen heading back to the locker room for medical attention. Uh, didn't really see what the injury was there. I think it, Chip, it looked yeah. like concussion, I think. Yeah, um, and... They asked Chip about it in media availability today, and he didn't really tell us anything. So yeah. we don't really have any you know, news on that front. Um, and so Colin Schley came in. It was even less effective. It just, I don't know, it just seemed to get keep getting worse and worse for this UCLA offense. UCLA's defense, uh, they were okay. Yeah. It was, I mean, you're going against, I will say, Noah Fafita has done a really good job with Arizona these past few weeks. Um, they played against, what, four straight-ranked opponents, went 2-2, two and two, and arguably could have won those other two games they lost in that stretch. Um, and then you had Tetai Roy McMillan, the Arizona wide receiver, who's been one of the best in the country, as Chip has talked about. He went off in this game. I uh, was just burning UCLA in the big yardage scenarios out in the open field, and their cornerbacks were getting caught just quarterback watching in this game. Um, and so it's, yeah, it was it was a rough game for UCLA. And uh, for Chip Kelly, it's certainly uh, a lot of questions, a lot of questions. Yeah, we're definitely going to get into the job security 
whether there is any or not for Chip Kelly. Um, but I want to start. Let's talk about Ethan Garbers. I think just a little bit more. Um, Thirteen of twenty-one. Um, not anything amazing. I kind of you know I was writing an article about it today actually, and you do feel for him in the sense that you come out, you have a couple okay drives after that first drive punt. Um, and you miss two field goals, and that just that just sucks the life out of the offense. Um, we we all picked me, you, and Grace all picked um, UCLA to lose this game because we said we wanted to see what our, Ethan Garbers could do in a real test, right? Stanford, Colorado, not two of the worst five defenses yeah, in the country. Those aren't tests. So you you go to Tucson in a hostile environment Saturday night, somewhat prime time game. You want to see how Ethan Garbers responds, and he was okay. I said nothing spe- spectacular. His uh, Best play of the game was that touchdown, which I don't really think it was a touchdown. I think the ball hit the ground. Maybe that's a hot take. Um, he also got bailed out on an unbelievably disgraceful decision. Um, third and goal at the four, just throws the ball into the air while he's about to be tackled. Luckily for him and for UCLA, his knees rolled down, wipes the interception off the board. Um, but that was like one of the only drives that ended in points and it easily could not have. So a very up and down performance from Ethan. Like you said, Dante didn't do much as well. Um, I think the offensive line had one of its worst performances of the season. Um, only 3.9 yards per carry on the ground. Um, all three quarterbacks under pressure. And Colin Schley, they, he's just got to stop throwing the ball. 0 of 5 today, 3 of 13 on the season, two picks. One of those picks came against NC Central. I mean, so the Colin Schley experiment in terms of throwing the football, it's got to end, I think. To be fair, he was forced into action, like you said, with the pick. But just very up and down performance in the offense. Defense, real quickly. Only the second game this year, they've given up 300 yards pass, or it might have even been the, the first. No, I think it was the second. Second game with 300 yards allowed passing. Uh, only the third time they've allowed over 100 yards rushing, I believe, as well. So um, just, yeah, up and down from from both sides, mainly down. Um, do we just want to go straight into Chip Kelly now? I mean, because the second this game ends, the first thing Twitter says is Chip needs to be fired. I think before the game ended, it was like the fourth quarter, you're down three scores, 27 to 10, and everyone's just immediately going to should Chip Kelly get the boot. So, Jack, I just want to hear it. Well, it's funny because we, Joseph and I, were in the press box for this game, um, and we were already starting to hear like all the other media members talk about Twitter kind of blowing up. Because yeah. they anticipate, like, we, oh, yeah. we've covered football long enough to know when Twitter's going to explode after like a Chip Kelly bad performance, right? We've... We've had the chipometer all season. We'll probably get to that. We've had, you know, we've talked about Chip Kelly you know, to 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 the end. We talked <laughs> about him forever. Yeah. Um. And this is like the first. This feels like a real turning point in this discussion, like a serious turning point. We've talked about it before. Chip has had bad outings, which make you question: Okay, is he really the right man to lead this team into the Big Ten? And after his performance, it's it seems like there's just no real way to justify, like using the one excuse of wanting to have continuity going into a new conference, like that's every, something that everything points to. Like even everyone points to, even myself, right? We've talked about how important it is to have continuity from a head coaching position moving right. into a new conference. But at this point, just with the way that Chip has mishandled this offense, the lack of offensive leadership, I mean, he is an offensive coach. This right. is his offense. Bingo. And it's like the offense, the defense has been doing more than enough to put this team in winning positions. And the offense is consistently underperforming regardless of who's under center. It's been any one of three guys, none of whom have really impressed um, against an actual quality team. Uh, and so it's you have to wonder, is Chip really the guy moving forward? And I think I know you have a, an interesting take on that front, Gavin. Yeah, um, I've said it before, and you, you said it. He's an offensive coach. In years past, the, I mean, the first two, three years were just abysmal. Um, obviously, he starts, I, I reminded myself today, 0-5 in his, his first five games at UCLA, the worst start since 1943 
Um, even if you give them the benefit of the doubt, the state of the program, that's all Jim Morris players. Um, losing record through the first three seasons for sure. Um, and the, But the main thing, like I was saying to some people, even in his biggest performances or his best, the team's best performances, best seasons, you know, you think about last year, you beat Washington and Utah in back-to-back games. There's all this hype around the program. They lost three of their next five. It completely sucks the life out of things. You lose the big game to USC, and then you crumble in the bowl game to Pitt. So even in a high moment like that, you collapse. The year before, they beat LSU. All this hype. The Rose Bowl was packed. They beat an SCC team. Ed Ogeron disrespected the baby blue. And then they lose to Fresno State and once again suck the life out of the season. So even in the moments where Chip Kelly has had some success, he's never been able to finish it off. Uh, Read today, winning record against AP Top 25 teams, but only eight teams that he has beaten have finished the season with a winning record. So he just doesn't, the team just does not do it against good opponents uh, under Chip Kelly so far. Um, on Twitter, I read every excuse or argument for or against him. People are going to say, oh, it's really hard to respond to having DTR there for you know as long as he was and to still have success when he leaves. But did they win a Pac-12 championship with DTR? No. Did they really threaten the top 10 for that with D- no, so they had like two weeks where they end, or one week when they were top ten, yeah. and then they just fell out immediately after they blew up at the end of the season. Yeah, yeah. So you can't, you know, I, I, the arguments are fair. Oh, it's really hard to go from DTR to a a true freshman or an Ethan Garbers, but unless there was amazing success with DTR, the drop off, you know, that doesn't really justify it. Um, this is UCLA, and like I said, you look at the teams in the Pac-12 ahead of UCLA, just in terms of the state of the program, which we say so much you're going to expect USC to be there. Historically, they've been the best team on the West Coast. Oregon and Washington, past 10 years, 20 years, they've leaped over UCLA. But we're talking about Arizona. UCLA-Arizona is supposed to be a basketball rivalry. And Arizona, with a coach that was considered for the UCLA job, and UCLA said no to him, picked Chip Kelly instead. He comes and beats Chip Kelly. You got a a program like Oregon State, which can't even find a conference. They're doing better. You could argue Wazoo before UCLA beat them. They were doing better, right? It's just, there's too many pro Utah, all due respect, it's Utah. It's not UCLA. This is UCLA. The, the, the standard has been, has been brought down. And so I think personally, to end this rant, I still think, obviously, they're not going to fire him in the middle of the season. If they run the table, you beat USC, you beat Caleb Williams, and you win whatever bowl game you have, maybe. Maybe he keeps the job. But that's the only way he keeps the job. I think if you lose to SC and or the bowl game, I think that's enough for him to go. Yeah, I actually saw, I saw a really good point about this on Twitter earlier today because I was just enjoying the Twitter scroll. Of oh yeah, all, it's been it's been a great day. On everyone has like these great opinions. I yeah. really I really love this discussion. Yeah. Um, but there was one tweet that talked about early in the season, and you probably remember this too, Gavin, when we were talking to him back when you know they were wrapping up preseason practice and all this, uh, and Chip was talking about how this team this year was his deep most experienced Absolutely. team. Yep. And what has he done with that team? Like, we t- the defense, yeah, defense has been good. But besides the defense, kicking is horrendous. Offense is largely incompetent. Like, I cannot see how, in any way, this is his most deep and experienced team because it's not showing up in the results. Like, and you, you need results. As you said, at UCLA, it's a story program. You want results because that's what's expected. And UCLA is just simply not delivered on any of what the expectations have been for the Chip Kelly era. Yeah, and people are going to point to the academic standard, maybe the lack of investment in terms of facilities and whatnot just compared to some of the bigger teams. That's all great. But at the end of the day, like you said, the roster is good enough to be at least in the top 25. And even, like you said, this team has been a defense-first team, which is not Chip's thing, so he doesn't really deserve, I'd say, 
5% of the credit goes to D'Anton Lynn and the roster itself. Look at the guys that have been playing well for UCLA's defense. Alex Johnson, a sixth-year redshirt senior who was a walk-on. It's not like Chip recruited him, not like he was some storied but just a guy that got better because he's been there for so long. Latu Latu, the best player on UCLA's team, I think, by far. Kind of a diamond in the rough. This guy was, his career was on the brink of being over because of injuries. Comes to UCLA and is suddenly Vaughn Miller in his prime. That's not really Chip Kelly doing something phenomenal, right? So, Jay Toy, you know, the guys that have been doing things for UCLA the most aren't even guys that have been recruited highly that you can really give much credit to Chip Kelly for. And then, like you said, this is the deepest team, the offense. Other than the quarterback position, you got weapons everywhere. Steel, Sturdivant. Where is J. Michael Sturdivant? When he came in, we were talking about best receiver in decades for UCLA. We've They're not seen, using him. We've seen nothing from him. They have misused him so poorly that just he's become somewhat of a non-factor in these games, which he shouldn't be. He should be the top receiver on this team, yeah. and it shouldn't be close either. And you have Logan Loya, slot receiver, who's their top option, and he, even he is inconsistent in this offense. Yeah. So. And last thing I'll say, this is technically the chipometer, I think. I don't even know where it was in the last episode. Do you just, do you just got to break the bottom of the... Is this thermometer breaking time for Chip Kelly's chipometer? I would say so. It's got to go at, at the bottom, bottom, right? Yeah, I think you have to. One last thing I will say. The quarterback situation, whatever it is, who it should it be Garber, should it be more? I don't know, but it has been mishandled, and there's no other way to put it. There's no other way to put it. If Dante Moore came out and looked terrified in that game, and if he was playing against Stanford in Colorado and had two games against cupcake defenses to feel better, does he look that scared against Arizona? No. Garber's, his confidence got shot over in the season. So, yes, I think there's disasters everywhere. Worst game of the year for the special teams. Probably the worst game, just to recheck those stats, it was the first time a quarterback's thrown for 300 yards against UCLA this year and the third time that they've rushed for over 100. So, defense, probably its worst game. Special teams has been abysmal all year. Probably the worst game for the offense as well, just 10 points against an Arizona defense that's average. Um, so, is there is there much – last words from you, Jack. I think this was just kind yeah. of a – I'll give you my two cents on what should happen with Chip Kelly and this UCLA football team moving forward. I think, and I'm pretty much in total agreement with you on this, on like what it's going to take to actually justify a firing for Chip Kelly. At this point, a lot of people are like, yeah, it, it's, it's time to fire him. For me, I think he either has to lose the USC game or lose the bowl game. Right. And I think, so obviously, obviously, if both those happen, it's a no-brainer. I think he should yeah. be gone. Yeah. If one of those happens, I can see them going either way. They did just extend him in the offseason to like through like 2027 or something. But the buyout is not as much as, re- as it was. It was like $20 million. It's not like $5 million or something like that. Um, don't check me on the numbers. Um, but, yeah, I think you lose either of those two games or critical games that UCLA has underperformed in, especially in the bowl games. We, UCLA hasn't won a bowl game, and I can't even remember the last time this team won a bowl game. So. And even that, like a real bowl game, right? Like yeah. if you do win, you're winning, you know, the J- Jimmy Kimmel Bowls, right? Um, Rob Gronkowski Bowl now. Yeah. Oh, geez. Oh, don't even get me started about how much they showed Rob Gronkowski. Um, but yeah, like you said, the buyout, someone said a great point. They said, you got all this Big Ten money now. Don't be afraid to use it to, to use it on a buyout. Um, so we're not calling for Chip Kelly's job yet on the Out of Bounds podcast. But like you said, a USC loss and or a bowl game loss just about seals his fate. I think if he loses either to Arizona State or Cal, you might need a, uh, a Lane Kiffin on the tarmac type of firing. Um, but, hey, I don't want to call for anyone's jobs. These are people's livelihoods at the end of the day. We're just adding our two cents. So um, a very animated episode of the Out of Balance podcast. I think a valid reason. I think the entire UCLA football community is animated. It's what you guys wanted to hear, I'm sure. Yeah. And this is, this is what we brought you. Yes, and there will be a preview pod for the Arizona State game. And 
I think we're going to have to talk about the coaching situation just a little bit more, right? Um, but yeah, that's all for this episode. As you can tell, if you're watching on YouTube, we are back in video form. Shout out to our amazing video producer, as always, Zoe Busenberg, for everything. Um, yeah, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, SoundCloud, if you want to just listen. But our faces are back. Jack Nelson's hair is back. So please, UCLA Daily Bruin on YouTube. Like and subscribe, all right, and comment. It, it helps more people see it, and, and we want everybody to see this amazing podcast. So um, that's all for this episode. Thanks so much, and we will see you with a preview later this week. So long. Goodbye.